Section 23 of Slave Narratives A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Read by Quincy Minor Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. An Interview with Henry Bobbitt, 87, of Raleigh, Wake County, North Carolina, May 13, 1937, by Mary A. Hicks. I was born at Warrington in Warren County in 1850. My father was named Washington at the General Washington and my mama was named Diasia at the woman in the story. Us and about 40 or 50 other slaves belonged to Mr. Richard Bobbitt and we worked his 400 acres of land for him. I just had one brother named Clay, at the Henry Clay, which shows how Massa Dick voted, and Delilah, which shows that old missus read the Bible. We farmed, making tobacco, cotton, corn, wheat, and taters. Master Dick had a whole parcel of fine horses, and our Sunday job was to take care of them and clean up round the house. Yes, ma'am. We worked seven days a week, from sunup to sundown six days, and from seven till three or four on a Sunday. We didn't have many teardowns and prayer meetings in Sitch. Case the fuss disturbed old missus who was kind of sickly. When we did have something, we turned down a big wash pot in front of the door, and it took up the fuss, and folks in the yard can't hear that fuss. The patrollers would get you even you went off in their premises without a pass, and they said that they would beat you scandalous. I seed a fella that they beat on, and he had scars as big as my fingers all over his body. I got one whooping that I remembers, and that was just a middling one. The master told me to pick the cotton, and I sat down in the middle and didn't whoop a speck. The overseer come, and he frailed me with a cotton stalk. He was a heat meaner to the niggers than Massa Dick was. I saw some niggers what was beat bad, but I ain't never had no bad beating. We lived in log houses with sand floors and stick and dirt chimneys, and we weren't allowed to have no garden, nor chickens, nor pigs. We ain't had no way of making money and the fun was only middling. 
we had to steal what rabbits we ate from somebody else's boxes on some other plantation. Case the master won't let us have none of our own. And we ain't had no time to hunt nor fish. Not talking about something that we'd get a whooping for. That was for having a pencil and a piece of paper or a slate. If and you just look like you wanted to learn to read or write, you got a licking. There was two colored women lived near us and they was called free issues. But they was really witches. I ain't really seen them do nothing, but I heard a whole lot about them putting spells on folks. And I see tracks where they had rid Master Dick's horses and every morning the horses' manes and tails would be all twisted and knotted up. I know that they done that case. I see it with my own eyes. They doctored lots of people and our folks ain't never had no doctor for nothing that happened. You was asking about the slave sales. And I wanted to tell you that I seen some real sales and I seen niggas, whole bunches of them, went to Richmond to be sold. They was mostly chained because they was new to the boss and he don't know what to expect. I seen some real sales in Warrington too and the mammies would be sold from their chillings and there would be a whole heap of crying and moaning about it. I tell you folks as they like they used to be, especially niggas. Used to be, when a nigger cries, he whoops and groans and hollers and his whole body rocks. And that am the way they done sometimes at the sales. Speaking about haints, I see the whole lot of things. But the worst that ever happened was about 20 years ago when a haint's hand hit me side the head. I bet that hand weighed a hundred pounds and it was as cold as ice. I ain't been able to work for seven days and nights and I still can't turn my head far to the left as you see. I reckon about the funniest thing about our plantation was the marrying. A couple got married by saying that they was but it couldn't last for longer than five years. That was so if and one of them got too weakly to have chillings, the other one could get him another wife or husband. I remembers the day mighty well when the Yankees come. Master Dick, he walked the floor and cussed Sherman for taking his niggers away. All of the niggers left. Of course, and me, I walked clean to Raleigh to find out if I was really free. And I couldn't understand half of it. Well, the first year I slept in folks' wood houses and barns and in the woods or anywhere else I could find. 
I worked here and there. But the folks is just give me something to eat and my clothes was in strings for the spring of the year. You asks me what I thinks of Massa Lincoln. Well, I thinks that he was doing the worst thing that he could to turn all them fool niggas loose when they ain't got no place to go and nothing to eat. Who helped us out then? It wasn't the Yankees. It was the white folks. What was left with their craps in the fields and was robbed by them Yankees to boot. My old massa, for instance, was robbed of his fine horses and his feed stuff and all them kegs of liquor what he did make himself, besides his money and silver. Slavery was a good thing then, but the world just got better and I growed it. End of section 23